Dorksiders, and welcome to another fabulous edition of the Dork Side of the Ring podcast. It's the place where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. I am Matt Marbury, and with me at the table is Adam Tollefson. Winter is coming, war is here. That's okay, so winter is coming is the name that they've in, that they've titled the AEW show tonight. Is that the name I, of the show, or I think so? I've been seeing promos because it's like a big one. Yeah, yeah. It, I've been seeing promos that say "Winter is coming," and then I like, then I see another one that says "War is here," and it'll have you know, like the Game of Thrones. Renee, Winter's coming. Yeah, in Vegas. I heard that um, <laughs> TNT has got the green light to like run over tonight. Oh yeah, they're expecting that Kenny Omega, Moxley. John Moxley match to like l- pull out all the stops. I bet. I think it which will. somewhat annoys me because I don't think my DVR is set to uh, oh, to go long. Mine is definitely <laughs> not. There's a couple times and they went a little bit over, and I had to like yeah. somehow catch a replay or something to see what happened at the end. And I don't know. I use the I think you do too the Hulu Live, mm-hmm. and I haven't quite figured like I figure new stuff out all the time. I don't. I don't know. Like they're probably. I just remember with my cable box. Like when you would set the series to record, another screen would pop up and be like, "Hey, do you want this to run long?" And you'd yes. be like, "Yeah." Tw-, and it would like let you select, you know, fifteen, thirty minutes, an hour, whatever. You know, right? You had to tell me because I watched something on. Oh, I watched like a SmackDown or something, and I'm like, "Man, it just seems short." I didn't see that part. I'm like, "Dude, you watched the Hulu cut?" Yeah, and I was like, "Because oh, they shit. do that too." Yes, they do. <laughs> you have to physically go to like your my stuff, my DVR. <laughs> yeah. It's a whole thing. But you know what? It's cheaper than cable. Yeah. It is what it is. And it's usually pretty good. It's not bad. It's definitely not bad. So as we sit down to record, Adam, this is episode number 37. In a row. In a row. Um, And it is December 2nd. I can't believe. You were right, Adam. Winter is coming. Winter is almost here, bud. Uh, 2020. And on this day... In pro wrestling history. All right. You know how some weeks it's like I got a lot of stuff. Some weeks I got a little stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like this week is like just the right amount of stuff for the segment. Ah, the middle bear. The middle the... the middle ground. <laughs> yeah. The porridge is the just porridge right. porridge is just right. <laughs> uh, 1969 NWA world champion Dory Funk Jr. versus Antonio Inoki ends in a 60-minute draw. The first NWA world title match to be held in Japan in 12 years. Wow. So 1957 would have been the last one before this. Jesus. Right? That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, I can't believe, that too, like, nobody wrestled to a draw more than the NWA champ. Yeah. Like, it didn't matter where they were or who it was. Yeah, that was a lot of the... Because you had that traveling champion, mm-hmm. and nobody wants to have their own guy look like shit right so a lot of draws and a lot of you know how many yeah that that was the the quintessential match result absolutely draw 1983 the von erics david kevin and carrie defeat the fabulous freebirds for the world-class six-man championship in dallas texas starting the second reign as champions for the von eric brothers 
However, Michael Hayes had lost a loser leaves town match to Carey on November 24th, so a week prior. So he was not able to defend the six-man title with Buddy Roberts and Terry Gordy. Instead, David and Kevin and Carey defeated Roberts, Gordy, and NWA world champion Ric Flair, who substituted for Hayes in the title match and got pinned. <laughs> Oh, wow. Well, if you're going to have a substitute, I'd be fine with Flair. Too yeah. bad he got pinned. But yeah, he's not mad of it. He's still champ, right? Yeah. How do you feel about <laughs> six-man titles? Uh, I don't know. I think it looks good on paper. Yeah, then... but as, I feel like it ends up being too much. Like, yes. Because how many real trios are you going to have in a promotion? Right. There's a couple. But that's it. So that's it's like it. I feel like they would always bounce back and forth. Do you think that they just kind of came up with it because, hey, we got this trifecta of the Freebirds. Yes. We got all these Von Erich boys. Like, yes, definitely. Probably it, right? I would. I don't mind if it's a one-off. Like, I know, like, they do a King of Trios tournament or something sure. like that. I'm, I'm cool a with tournament. that. tournament, yeah. Yeah, but if it's... it's Picture like WWE where they're already sticking two guys together that have no business being partners. Odd, bell- Odd bedfellows. Yes. Now, add a third to that uh, it wouldn't be good i thought i heard something about AEW doing that though i wouldn't i wouldn't doubt it because i think i want to say new japan dabbled in it i could yeah, be wrong on that so but too. i'm not 100 percent sure but i think so um 1991 tom pritchard defeats eric embry never heard of the guy i'll probably go back and see that he like did all kinds of shit i don't know i swear that was buddies with him in third grade at wilson you probably were um did you go to wilson uh in memphis or no is that <laughs> no. The, oh, right here in janesville <laughs> yeah well this was in memphis tennessee he wins the uswa southern heavyweight title this ended embry's third title reign and started his own third run with the belt on the same show jerry lawler defeated kamala to start his 11th run as USWA Unified World Champion. I thought we had that last week, too. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> I don't Probably know. Did. It's possible. <laughs> There's a lot of that, right? Those, yeah, they've they've done that match a few times, I'm sure. 2010. We're jumping ahead 19 years here. MVP requested and received his WWE release. He moved on to New Japan, where he became the first ever IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Did not know that. I didn't either. That's I knew he cool. held a title over there. I didn't know he was the first. First, yeah. And I don't know how long his run was either. I'm not I'm not 100%. I to be honest, I did not start watching New Japan Pro Wrestling until Jeff Jarrett was really hyping. Like remember Jeff Jarrett when he had the Global Force Wrestling? Yes. He had something to do with bringing Wrestle Kingdom 9 to United States Pay-Per-View. Okay. And ever since then, I've kind of been hip to it. But other than, before that, I, I really did not know much about it. Me neither. Uh, now it's like one of my favorite things to watch, even though I'm way behind on this World Tag League and Best of Super Juniors. But it is what it is. There's a lot of stuff out there. There is. 2012, Chikara held their Under the Hood Eye pay-per-view in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Another thing I've never watched. I've never watched Chikara. Have Me you? Me neither. No. It seems so fun, man. When yeah, I when I run it down, like <laughs> yeah. they have all these like cool factions. Like one of them is all like called the Colony, and they all the have like ants, ant right? Yeah. yeah, Fire Ant, yeah, like, <laughs> DV Ant. I mean, they, they get really creative with it. Um, it is. But I'm like, you know, you probably know some of these ants if you just watched it. And then they're like, well, because a lot of these, you know, this is on PW Insider, mm-hmm. P Insider. Um, 
there'll be a guy like writing down like this, this is what happened next. And this is what happened next. So you have to kind of like sift through it. You know, I've told oh, you that yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. But it'll be move. like so-and-so ripped defy ants antenna off and <laughs> this enraged him and all this stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> I got to watch this shit. I don't, I don't yeah. know where to find it. How, how come the WWE hasn't bought that library yet? They might have. They might just be sitting on it. Oh, I wish they would fucking. If it was as easy as hopping on the network and, and finding it, I would watch it. Yeah, I would too. Um, but listen to some of the talent on this card. Okay. Uh, Johnny Gargano. Perfect. ACH. Yeah. Eddie Kingston. Yeah. And then there was a match with the Young Bucks versus Marty Jannetty and 123 Kid. What? How? Yeah, in 2012. Sign me up. I know. I'd dude. watch the shit out of that. I would too. <laughs> 2014, Vince McMahon appeared as a guest on the first Stone Cold podcast episode broadcast on the WWE Network. Do you remember watching that one? I kind of do. Vince cut. This was the one where Vince was like, I, uh, Famously talking about like superstar, he's trying to create more superstars and nobody's oh, grabbing yeah, yeah. The, brass the brass ring, ring. and all this stuff. And they're about to wrap it up. And McMahon's like, I own the network, we can go 15 more minutes or whatever, like trying to hot shot it and shit. Right. And it's to... like, it's not like you're paying for cable time. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's all <laughs> this is all in the fucking ether, he dude. You can do whatever you want. That, I don't think. <laughs> no, he thinks he's fucking, he thinks he is uh, Dick Abersall at NBC. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. What? Well, I'm an executive, too. <laughs> 15 more minutes. 2018 ICW held its annual Fear and Loathing event in Glasgow, Scotland. The show featured the ICW debut for Mark and Jay Briscoe, as well as the 100th ICW show for Grado. Oh, yeah. And also Jeff Jarrett was on the card. Uh, he was a special guest referee in one of the matches. I wonder if our old buddy Chris Ross was at that show. Oh, you know he was. He had to be, right? He was there. <laughs> he had to be. I'll text him to see what he says. 2020 WWE Hall of Famer and inaugural Intercontinental Champion Pat Patterson passed oh, away. R.I.P. Pat. Learned about it this morning uh, as we record this. We had some fun with him on the Jericho Cruise. He was a hoot on he the Jericho Cruise. Hoot. He was one of those guys that was like everywhere. Um he was like, quote, air quote, hosting karaoke every night. Yeah. though he just kind of like angrily sat at the bar and like, I don't know. Ripped on other people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. songs. At one point, um, our buddy Jake got a photo with him where he was like, he was cold. So he was wrapped up in a, a tablecloth, not a blanket. It was a tablecloth. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the whole time on the boat, like he was, it's so weird because you talked I think last week about me being on Jay Briscoe time or something. Yeah. It was just like certain guys I feel like you ran into all the time. Like you were like, like you said, almost on their same schedule. Yes. Patterson, I saw all the time. It I just seemed see. like one of those guys. And he had kind of like, I don't want to say a handler with them, but there was always like a younger dude that was like in charge of his shit. A manhandler. Mm. Uh, Adam, you can't resist. <laughs> Jesus Christ! It might have been his buddy, Poor you know. Form. No, I think it was a. I don't. I think like it was security. like a manager, agent, something like that. Yeah. Somebody to kind of like get him from A to B. Get him from the uh, karaoke place to the buffet to the yeah to the autograph signing wherever you had to get right. him to. But no, All right, great Pat, dude. We got to wrap it up. Yeah, he was very very friendly. Um, as far as Pat Patterson matches go, um. I can't think of a whole lot. Like, the, he's obviously before our time, before we started watching. Yes. Like, um, 
aside from the stuff with Briscoe when they were doing like the Stooges stuff during the Attitude Era, but I don't right. really. While it was very entertaining and it was funny and and all that stuff, I don't think that was like that didn't showcase Pat Patterson the wrestler. And I think he's more well known as a creative mind behind the scenes. Yes, came up with the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, as far and, and Jericho credits said he credits. 90% of everything he's ever learned about the wrestling business to Pat From Patterson. Pat, yeah, I he's feel like I've a, heard other guys say that Just too. a great mind for what to do, especially a finish. Yeah. Everybody said, like, if you need a creative finish, you go talk to Patterson. He'll figure it all out. Um, I, I, I was racking my brain about these Patterson matches, and I was like, I definitely saw him in, well, WrestleMania 1, he referees the main event. Oh, really? Yeah. They, he's already out of, I don't think he's an active competitor at that yeah, point. Like, worry. literally, just striped shirt. He's just reffing. Um, but, like, three, okay, so when WWE first put up the Hidden Gems section. Okay. Back when I could actually find the Hidden Gems section. I have no idea where it is now. I feel like they add good shit to that, too. But yeah. that first run, it's like, oh, they put 20 different, like, matches or clips up on that on that thing. Okay. That's where I saw that um, Undertaker versus Unabom. Oh yeah, was yeah. On that. That was a hidden gem. It wasn't on that. It wasn't on that DVD. I was telling you. Gotcha. About. Um, but they had that Patterson Sergeant Slaughter uh, like street fight from Madison Square Garden, nineteen eighty-one, like three years before the first Mania. Oh shit! And their Slaughter bleeds like a motherfucker, and Pat Patterson has an "I Love New York" shirt on, even though he's a heel <laughs> motherfucker. I don't know. It was. For what it was at its time, like we've seen way more like hardcore matches now, obviously, but that was really good yeah. for being as old as it was. I mean, I should go back it's almost 40 years old. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I have ever seen a, Pat a Patterson, Patterson match. match. Yeah. I've seen clips and I've seen, you know, like you said, the stooge stuff, but RIP, Pat. Crazy, man. You'll be missed, Pat. It's now time for the Retro Raw Review. All right, so last week's uh, Retro Raw, bit of a snooze fest. Yeah. What'd you think of this one? This is fine. Bit of a snooze fest. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't You're really right. into this one either. It was weird. There are some debuts, though, at least, right? Yeah, so, yes, the show opens with a superstar making his Raw debut. It's Flash Funk. He is flanked by Nadine and Tracy, Vince McMahon says like three different times. The Funkettes. <laughs> the Funkettes. Uh, he debuted for the company, like we said, at Survivor Series. McMahon is once again dancing like a total idiot with the funk Funkettes. He is terrible. Two weeks in a row. Which, you know, these were taped on the same night. So he was probably just really feeling himself that day. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody told him he looked good. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, goddamn! I'm gonna dance it up then. <laughs> it was probably the fucking uh, what's his name, Laurenitis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't hey, think he's, he's with the company at this point, but <laughs> no. I, I like to think it was him. Johnny Ace probably called him. <laughs> yeah, I got my skateboard. <laughs> I know you don't like. I know you don't like Dean Douglas. I know he's not Dean Douglas yet, but. Uh, match one, it is Flash Funk versus the Goon. We haven't seen the Goon in a while. I'm surprised he's still even around. Yeah, I was surprised too. God, those boots are ridiculous. Yeah, man. The Goon, he jumps Flash Funk before the bell even rings. Uh, Flash is wearing a red and yellow jumpsuit that is like really low cut in the front. Mm -hmm. And like god awful boots. 
Um, Worse I, than the goon's boots. I did. I put down, he looks ridiculous, and that's while standing next to the goon. <laughs> that's saying something, That folks. is saying something, man. Uh, the offense that Funk brings to the table is definitely awesome. It's stuff that we didn't frequently see in that era of WWE. No, he was like one of the first dudes to do that... Um that like somersault thing, like the somersault into the leg drop. That was his finisher. Yeah. That was awesome. That was awesome. Moonsault leg drop. Yes. Um, I feel like there's one other one he'd do that. Like he just didn't see it a lot. Maybe a 450 or something. Probably. Yeah. He definitely did a 450. No doubt about that. Um, I was surprised like at how he would go up. Like most guys now when they go up for the moonsault, like they go up, they kind of check behind them and then they like go. He was just like climbing the ropes and just, Praying to God that the goon was where he was supposed to be. Yeah, on and that just, one, he to the outside. Yeah, to the outside. Goon kind of kind of missed, missed him. and Funk's <laughs> legs hit the yeah the concrete. He just was, popped up and went, like it was nothing. I can't believe how you could do that. Yeah, like that. Like you, you are literally in the air. You, you are that leg at some point is fifteen feet above that concrete and then just comes down with a thud. Yeah, and he just stands right back up. Yeah. And it's just like it, holy shit, dude. Yeah, he was good shit. It was gnarly, man. Um, I wrote that down. That that moonsault to the outside was absolutely spectacular. And I can't believe how much time this match got. Yeah, it, it went was like on. 12 minutes into Raw, and this thing was like just then finishing up. Uh, they do keep showing HBK in the studio. Um, I guess he's here to issue an apology of sorts. With that freaking striped shirt. <laughs> yeah. God. He should have apologized for his attire. <laughs> yes. I thought that's what King was going to say. He said something else. So, oh, well, he said, Lawler, his long, said long hair. Yeah. And then <laughs> Lawler keeps poking fun at the recently deceased Tiny Tim. That's right. Like through the whole episode, too. The bulk of it's right here and then later on in the Jake the Snake match. Um, but yeah, Tiny Tim, musician, tiptoeing through the tulips or whatever. He passed... Oh, wait, two days prior from a heart attack he suffered on stage. Oh, damn. At a benefit concert in Minneapolis. Oh, that's terrible. I guess he literally was playing that song. He was finishing up his set. No shit. And like finished and was walking back to his table and just fucking fell over. Wow. And his wife said, yeah, he said he wasn't feeling very good that day, but it was a benefit show and like he, he didn't want to cancel. Yeah. Or- Damn, and then King just shits on him throughout the throughout the whole thing. He's shitting on him. It's so weird, man. Poor taste. Yeah, like you with Pat Patterson earlier. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I, w- I hey man, it was a cruise. I could see Pat having a buddy. That's all I'm saying. That's not what I was talking about. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Funk. it was a cruise. We're in international waters. Yeah, that's true. We can always say that. Uh, Flash Funk, he's going to pick up the win with his finishing move called Drop the Bomb, which is what we talked about earlier. It's a moonsault leg drop. It's really sweet. But a terrible name. Yeah, terrible, terrible name. But he's got, you got to think, though, he's got, like, the whole, like, uh, disco funk funk thing. I I get get it, it. but it's stupid, yeah. Uh, Then they're right into match number two, which is Big Daddy Cool Diesel versus Phineas Godwin. I swear they said we're going to have a tag team match. And then um, all of a sudden it's just singles. Uh, yeah, they said that like twice. I was, so I started looking for like Razor to be on the outside. Yeah. But then I think at the end of it, um, didn't it almost make it sound, Vince almost made it sound like JR might be like a manager if, He's Ra- been h- if Razor and Diesel think. got together maybe? Yeah. I, I don't know. He's been kind of hinting at that. I swear they said it was a tag match though. 
But uh, you, bitter Jr. He is here on commentary, being super bitter and yeah, critical he's of Vince back, for sure. Um, as the match gets underway, they show footage from an episode of Raw in 1993, where the aforementioned Tiny Tim was a guest, and uh, after referring to Lawler as the Dairy Queen. <laughs> Lawler takes his ukulele and smashes it to bits. <laughs> and then King's like, yeah, that was the beginning of the end for Tiny Tim. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. The guy just died. They were talking shit about Tupac like a day after he got shot. Yeah, that was like King's go-to stuff, man. If somebody kicked a bucket, he was uh he wasn't he was wasting any yeah. time. Like, he wanted to be first. He's that guy on the internet post who's like, first. <laughs> <laughs> I talk shit about him first. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot uh, about Dairy Queen too. I was like, "Oh, that's classy." Yes, but yeah, he's like, "That was the beginning of the end for Tiny Tim. He never recovered." That was his exact <laughs> Jesus. quote. Um, it's announced in this match that at In Your House, Diesel and Razor will be taking on Owen Hart and Bulldog for the tag team titles. There was also a Royal Rumble promo saying that we are just seven weeks away. They're going to have it at the San Antonio um, Alamo Dome. Right. 70,000 people. That's got to be, to date, that would definitely be the biggest Royal Rumble that they've ever. had. Yeah. Now they're doing it in baseball stadiums. Well, not right now, but you know what I'm Before, saying. Before, right. So, but yeah, uh, the, the Rumble is not something that got that much, you know, fanfare back then. Um, during the match, Razor comes down to the ring. Causes a distraction that gives Diesel the opportunity he needed to sort of get that jackknife. Get the jackknife. Uh, that's a half jackknife. It was a <laughs> a hack knife. A hack knife. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad, man. I thought he was going to drop him on his head. So did I. I was like, ooh, Phineas is going down. Phineas is a big boy, man. He's a stuck pig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Diesel quote scores the pinfall victory. And then next up is the Shawn Michaels, quote, apology. This was stupid. Um, he says that last week on Raw, Vince referred to him as being defensive, and he wants to apologize for not being defensive enough. enough. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I don't know what you're, I don't even know what you're implying. I don't. Oh, at, at one point, he starts talking about, you know, maybe I got my hair, you know. I, I... Why do they keep going to that? Hair long. Did he say maybe pose in the magazine? Or maybe I'm a ladies' man. Ladies' man. And As if that, that's ever been a dig against anybody ever. Yeah, I don't get that. Uh, also, he ended with ladies' man. Yeah, I have my belly button pierced. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. I was like, did. oh, I bet she wish she had that one back nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> File that right where Batista's uh, tattoo is. Yes. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot he said that. But the whole thing is Sean basically pandering to the audience that booed him out of the building at MSG. Uh, it's a, basically just a promo for his match for the WWF championship at the Royal Rumble and nothing more than that. Yeah, it was dumb. Uh, like I said, this wasn't the greatest Raw, so we'll just keep it moving. Match three was Double J, Jesse James versus Justin Hawk Bradshaw with Uncle Zeb. The match, I put down, this match was as flat as can be. Like, Yeah. These guys don't seem to have... Any chemistry, which is weird because down the road when it's the New Age Outlaws versus the APA, they had some bangers, man. Oh, yeah, I can um, see that. But here it is just not good. And McMahon spends the bulk of it hyping other stuff. True. Uh, the finish comes when Uncle Zeb, who has a crazy white trash mullet here. Yeah, you don't yeah. usually see it because he's got the hat on, but at some point the hat, hat was knocked come, off. Yes, it came off. And I was like, is that a wig? No, I think that's all Zeb at this I point. I think it was, too. And it was gross. It was, yeah. so, it was like stringy and... Zeb don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Um, <laughs> but anyways, Uncle Zeb, he pulls Jesse James's leg as he bounces off the ropes. And off of that distraction, Bradhaw hits the clothesline from hell. Big old lariat. And uh, pins Double J. Yeah, it wasn't called the clothesline from hell yet. But Not we, yet. But it is. It was. The thing was brutal looking. Then they got in the ring. They got out that branding again, and they got branded out the ink pad on the yeah. side. <laughs> Zeb, Zeb pulled a big ink square out of his pocket, and they uh, dabbed that branding iron into it. They stamped Jesse James. I'm on glad his you arm. said stamped instead yeah. of what Vince McMahon says. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> then we get the Karate Fighters Holiday Tournament. Now, I was excited for this one, Adam. Semifinals, right? Yeah, it's the last semifinals match, and it was supposed to be Sid versus Perfect, but like I talked about last week, That's right. Perfect left the company. So I was like, hmm, I wonder if they, A, you know they already had it in the can, so they had to scrap it. Yeah. And I'm sure Sid was like, fuck that, I'm not coming down there. I'm not doing it again. So <laughs> so they uh, not only did they get Perfect, which when they say something that happened like Mr. Perfect, they play like a baby crying sound effect over it, which I thought was kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, they're like, and you know he's gone for good or not coming back or something yeah. like that. And you yeah. hear this, wah, <laughs> like sound effect. I was like, oh my God. You know, that's when fucking put a baby on yeah, there. Yeah, jabs. It's funny. So the pivot is to Jerry Lawler versus Todd Pettengill. Another Mr. P. Yeah. Pettengill. <laughs> and Lawler wins it in like three seconds. <laughs> and he's going to face Sable for the title, I'm assuming, next Monday night. Not sure. Uh, that thing gets followed up with footage from last week's incident with Austin and the Hart family, as well as some stuff from the past week's European tour. Uh, where I guess a match between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Sid for the WWF Championship. Um, Austin hits Sid with the title belt. looks like he's going to get the win, but Davey Boy interferes on Sid's behalf, um, thus awarding the match to Austin by disqualification. And this infuriates Sid. He's setting up the Bulldog for the powerbomb, and who makes the save, Adam? Brett the Hitman Hart, returning the favor from last week's Raw. That's right. Um, However, Brett gets chokeslammed for his troubles, and then we get some words from all four of the guys that were involved in this whole little angle. It's about two minutes, but I actually kind of like the audio, so here it is. Comments firstly from Stone Cold. I had Psycho sit right where I wanted him, right in the middle of the ring. He was knocked out. Stone Cold was fixing to be the world champion. And then all of a sudden, it's chaos, man. Everybody wants to get involved in Steve Austin's action. You know what? I didn't come out here to help you, Brett. I didn't come out here to help you, Psycho Sid. I come out here because I've got my reasons. And my reasons are this you, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Hold on, I'm gonna hold talk on. wait what? a minute. Don't worry about having a problem with Stone Cold Steve Austin. This. We're Me tag too. team champions. You're my partner. Together we work well together. Don't worry about Stone Cold. Don't worry about Brett. That's thrown off our game plan. Focus on our title match, defending these belts. We're going to beat Razor. We're going to beat Diesel. And we're going to keep the titles because we're winners. And the rest of them, they're all losers. That's fine. I'll see you later, Stone Cold. Forget about Stone Cold. Worry about the belts. You know, the way I see it, Davy Boy, all I did is return the favor. And as far as Stone Cold Steve Austin goes, here's a guy that's going to rear his ugly head every time he gets a chance. And that's fine by me. Stone Cold, I'll see you down the road. But all I care about right now, right now, all that matters to me in the whole world is December 15th. Psycho Sid, you like to think you are the man? Well, you're not the man. You may be the World Wrestling Federation champion, but come December 15th, you'll find out why they call me the excellence of execution. Big man, step in the ring with the best. 
Okay, I really don't know why all the controversy Downhill from here. Why everybody is running around sticking their nose in my business. First of all, you Bret Hart, you come down. You Davey Boy, you come down. There's no place for you there. So what happens when you stick your nose in my business? Yeah, the champ. I am the champion of the world. That says it all. That says that I am the man. That says that I am the master and the ruler. He <laughs> <laughs> never really made a point there, though. Yeah, you went nowhere. It's like that's what happens. You know what's going to happen when you stick your nose in my business? I'm the man. I'm the man. <laughs> Wait, what's going to happen? I don't know. Well, I'm, the, I'm the ruler. I guess we're going to find out. Remember earlier? But I'm... <laughs> All right, we have one more match to get through on this one. It is uh, Mark Marrow and Jake Roberts versus Billy Gunn and Hunter Hearst Helmsley. What a mishmash of a match. Uh, I feel like they just drew names out of a hat for this one. Although all four of these guys were involved in the main event last week. Right. In some form or fashion. So I guess it does make sense. They even said it, I think, at the end last week. They're like, these guys would probably like to tag with each yeah. other. It's like, mm. And you know, like at the taping at the house show, that probably happened like right after that. Like they had yeah. that fuck finish in the other match. Like somebody, Teddy Long or somebody like him came out and said, we gonna have a tag team match. Playoff. Um, oh, we're gonna get into something similar to that later. By the way, that was fucking. That's right. NXT. That was great. Um, so I guess it makes a little bit of sense. Um, the match is not good. Lawler cracks jokes on Stu and Helen Hart again. Uh, Tiny Tim. He's saying. <laughs> Jake the Snake. Yeah, I wish Jake the Snake was more like Tiny Tim right now. And I'm like, oh wow, like dead. That's fucked up. That's so fucked. Uh, towards the end of the match, things are so out of control. Uh, Triple H, well, then Hunter Hearst Helmsley, knocks Billy off the apron. The two men have words and a Billy shove. Billy says goodbye. Yeah, Billy takes off. Mark Marrow and Jake double-team Hunter, and Marrow gets the pinfall win via the wild thing. Uh, and the show goes off the air with Marrow and Sable celebrating in the ring. Marrow is going to get a shot at Hunter's Intercontinental title in like two weeks at the In Your House. Jake put, I uh, was at Revelations. Yeah. says, yeah, got got Revelations out and scared Hunter off. Which is, okay, so I thought this was kind of like two stinker raws in a row. Yeah, you're right. And I'm hoping things get, you know, things are looking up for next week. I don't know if you heard, Adam, but The Undertaker is going to go one-on-one against Mankind in a no-holds-barred match. How many times do you Never think they... Never seen that before. Well, how many times did they mention it during this show? 15. It, it seemed like it. And that's the most devastating match of them all. Really? <laughs> in comparison to the fucking Buried Alive? like <laughs> Or the Boiler Room Brawl? Yeah. Or, we haven't got to Hell in a Cell yet, but... Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know, but, yeah, they I mean, they were really, really pumping up the fact. I'm hoping that it's a really good match, and that's why he kept saying that. Yeah, maybe it is. Because, you know, it's already in the can. Prob- it's already in the can when they're they, – now I know they are for sure doing the commentary after. after. They may be – I'm sure they're sitting there doing commentary live while it's going on. But, how, you know, Vince, how much of that do you think he just scraps? Probably a lot. Because Tiny Tim died – you know, two and a half weeks after these matches were taped. Oh, yeah, no shit. You know what I mean? No that's, shit. That was my measuring stick because I was like, he. I looked it up. He literally died two days prior to this going to air, but this, this show was taped two and a half weeks ago. Well, then how the hell do they screw that up with? Oh, never mind. With what? 
Rick Rude oh. <laughs> being on two shows. Well, on the same later night. on we were live. We're live, pal. They went live, pal. Yeah. So right now the the only live raws in this era are the first one after a pay per view. Okay. And in which case they do a live raw and then they tape, tape the another rest. three weeks. Gotcha. That's how it's going. Um, but yeah, so that's going to happen next week. Uh, join us right here on the December 8th episode of Monday Night Raw, which we'll dive into right here next week on the Retro Raw Review. Next up, it's time to go into the dorkness. It's a news segment. It's a part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. Oh, that music's got me pumped, Adam. That's right. When's tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. High spots. Highspots.com. I have to make myself a note. I might have to watch that. Check out uh, Scott Hall. He's going to be in the house. Hope he's doing okay. I hope he is too. Um, I so on the you know I got the promo last week. This one here. Yes. On the back, they show that he signed a bunch of so he's obviously already been there once. It looks like, and they show like this is their certificate of authenticity. So it shows him like all this prints and stuff that he signed. So it's like it's obviously in the COVID era. The guy's got oh, the yeah, mask on shit. The mask. So I think it might even be dated. Does it have a date on there? October twenty second. Well, there you go. So yeah. wow, he was there like six months ago. No, no weeks. Jesus Christ, six yeah. weeks ago. I can't tell you what. Anywho, so yeah, I hope. I'm assuming the deal was struck to do this um, virtual. They they call they every. They started to kind of go overboard with the amount of stuff they were doing. Um, it started out as just you know like on holidays. The, the first time I ever tuned into one of these cellathons for high spots was on Memorial Day. Okay, it was like twelve hours long, and it was like fucking. Yeah. Because I was new to it, it was like oh my god! Like this everything cool. they showed, I'm like, <laughs> fuck! I'll pay twenty dollars for that, and the next thing you know. Shit adds. I had Kendra, my wife, with like a bookie sheet, and she's like, "You're at 180 bucks right now," and I'm like, "Well, Ted DiBiase promo was only 10, so I'm getting that too." Like, <laughs> I don't know. Just it was fun, but then they started getting to be where uh, there was like a show three, sometimes four times a week. Yes, I was. I get the little notification. I'm like, "All right, who's on there?" I'm like, "Got another one." But they've got it kind of narrowed in now to where there still is three shows a week generally. Um, but Tuesday, they always do what's called Sign It Live. Yep. Where they'll have a guest on. This last week, it was Victoria. Um, and she'll have, like, basically, you can pre-order stuff. And she will sit there and, like, it's almost like a Q&A. Um, I did one with Thunder Rosa. That's how we got that poster on the wall over there. Nice. Um, but you can kind of, like, ask questions and they'll sign, you know, to whoever you want. And they'll, whatever. Um, so that's usually on Tuesday nights. And it's just you know, certain items from that certain person and they're signing and they usually auction off like gear and stuff like that. Yeah. I wonder if that, I must, that's, that must've been what I did with big daddy. Cool. Diesel. Oh, on that big time wrestling or whatever you yeah. saw. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, I mean, this is the new way. There's no conventions and stuff. So sure. This is, they've, they've carved out a way to do it. Still. That's cool. Hey. Very cool. Um, but then their, their main show is always on Thursday nights and it's just called the virtual gimmick table. They'll have all kinds of stuff out there for sale, figures. Most everything's autographed. It's promos, figures, things like that. Um, sometimes there's really weird stuff, too, that are, that's neat. Sometimes they do mystery boxes. and Right. I don't know. It's all cool. But, uh, yeah, so 
Razor Ramon, Scott Hall tomorrow. I'm really jacked I'm about it. I'm excited for you, man. That's the other thing is they always do a like a turnbuckle pad. Yeah, those look pretty sweet. I ordered one already. Did you? Yes. <laughs> I had to. I had to have it. Um, I don't know. I'm, pr- I'm pretty pumped about it because the... The turnbuckle pad, it says like Razor, it's green. Yep. And it says Razor Ramon in it in yellow. And then it's got like his Hasbro figure. So I'm like, that's, that's awesome. kind of like best of both worlds for Fucking me. A. So, uh, a little pricey, but whatever, man. <laughs> Let's just say I already have free shipping for oh, whatever wow. else I buy. Wow. Well, it's signed turnbuckle, but, and it's limited. They only make like 12 or 16 of them. So you sure. can't, they, and you're, you've been saving up. You knew this was coming. I have fucking winter is coming. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Razor is coming, you guys. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Uh, so not a whole lot of wrestling figure news. I don't know why, but things have kind of toned down. I think everybody kind of got everything out that they were going to get out for the holidays. Right. And now we're just kind of in wait and see mode. But several new sets are up for pre-order at Ringside Collectibles. Use code DARKSIDE. No, wait. We don't have that not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I've messaged them. Maybe you need to get on it, too. Okay. Um, Elite 84. You got Jeff Hardy, Roman Reigns, Murphy, Sheamus. I think he's already had a gear change since then. Uh, Rhea Ripley, her first Elite, and Angel Garza, his first Elite. And I think he's going to get two. He's the chase. Oh. Um, it seems to be like with these... Like the luchador kind of guys, they seem to always get the chase because I think it's real easy just to switch up a color sure. in their gear and be like, oh, here's that. You know, it's because right. Rhea Ripley, what are you going to do? She wears like pretty much all black gear. Yeah. And the, the the chase figures, they never do any other tooling or anything. It's just so it's a color. It's just got to be a deco hit. There just has to be a quick little change in colors or something. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why like Angel Garza or Keith Lee got the last one because it's pretty easy just to put a different singlet on Keith Lee. Right. Yeah. You know, I get that. But at the same time, how cool for these guys that are getting their first elite and you got two of them. Yeah. And you got the chase. It's fucking cool. Uh, so that's up for uh, pre order along with Basic 114, which is Otis Tucker. Roman Reigns, Undertaker, and Tony Storm. And then they've announced the Showdown 2-pack uh, Series 3. This is the one that has the little belt okay. things. You know what I'm talking about? They're, they're the stands, but they also go in the toy belt. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. Two, two basics. Um, it's Daniel Bryan and The Fiend, Edge versus Kane, and Ric Flair versus The Giant. The WCW throwback one, That's which I thought cool. kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, Funko Pop news. We haven't had a lot of Funko Pop news in a while. Um, I said, I think last week or the week before, that that wave, it's just a three-figure wave. Mr. T, uh, like current day rock, and a pretty sweet macho man with the ca- the cowboy hat and like the tassels and shit. Yeah. That's starting to hit retailers. I haven't seen any around here. I think I saw a rock it's the one I don't want. Like I don't right. need a new rock. I already mm-hmm. have. I, I, I've, I'm pretty much maxed out on my Funkos. I have to either get them a lot closer together or start like being more selective with what I get. Yeah. So it's like I already have a rock. I don't need a new rock. No. Um, but I'll take as many Macho Mans as they want to give me. Sure. So I'll, I'll keep going with that. I'll cut. <laughs> I'll cut fucking Eva, Eva Marie or whatever. I don't she care. She gone. Um, but. I guess there's also, and I didn't even know about this. There's a Mr. T Hulk Hogan two pack that I was completely unaware of. I guess it's an Amazon exclusive, but it's currently not in stock. Yeah, I you think, can buy it like secondary for forty some bucks, but I'm not. 
Not gonna do that. No, I saw a picture of that. It looks pretty awesome. Yeah, it does. It's like they're um they're in like their training gear yep. for WrestleMania one, basically. Yep. Pretty neat. Um but two more were recently announced. Uh just this week. There's gonna be a WrestleMania eight macho man. So they're basically taking that Macho oh. Man that's that's current right now, that one I was just talking about. Uh-huh. Again, it's just a different deco on it. Right. Um, and then they're doing a black-robed Royal Rumble 1992 Ric Flair. That's going to be a game stop Oh, only. that'd be a fun one. Yeah. I love that one. Because I have, um, I think I have two flares. And I don't even have, there, there's an all-gold flare. Oh, really? There's a pink robe flare, which mm. was... His first one, it was a while ago at Target. I got that was probably like one of my first five. Yeah, you have that one, right? Yeah, I have that one. There was a like four horsemen Ric Flair that came packed in with the video game. Oh, wow, that goes for like a hundred bucks. I got that one too. Oh, shit. I got that from a guy like just selling on Facebook Marketplace for like 30 bucks. Nice. Um, and then they did a red robed version, okay, and now they're doing a black robed version. So that'll be five Ric Flairs. Yeah. Hey, man. He's the man. That's weird, though, because that's more than probably anybody else has. You don't think there's five Cenas? No, there's three. Ooh. Well, give them a a little bit. I'll give you four with that clear one. (laughs) Okay. You can't see that. Ooh, I can't. (laughs) I don't know, but it's just weird to me. How many rocks? Three? Three. This will make three. How many takers? Three. That includes a glow-in-the-dark variant Damn. that I don't have. Purple glow-in-the-dark. I need to get That's that. That's pretty cool. That's an Amazon exclusive, too. I can go all day on this Funko Pop shit. I like that you know it off the bat. Um, Three, four. <laughs> <laughs> New arrivals, Adam. You got anything? They haven't shown up yet, but I can tell you what they are. Nope. I want to hear about them when they arrive, hence the segment New Arrivals. Okay. Because um, I have some stuff that should be making its way. I, I definitely have some stuff for sure out there in the shipping process. Um, but I did hit up the WWE Black Friday sale. All right. Obviously last week on Black Friday. Didn't think the stuff would arrive, but it arrived today, which is why we have this awesomely decorated Christmas tree in the podcast studio. We do have a sweet Christmas tree. I went pretty ham on the, uh, the old page with ornaments. Cause it was like, they already had them knocked down, and then they were doing like an extra 25% off of that. Oh, yeah. Plus, I think the shipping was like a flat five bucks, no matter how much you spent. Perfect. So, not bad at all. But the cream of the like collecting crap that I got, um, have you seen the bobbleheads that they have on there? Yes. They're they're not bad. They look pretty sweet. Um, I've been waiting to pull the trigger on them, because, and they were only... I think 20, 20, 20 to 25 bucks originally. Yeah. They had them chopped down to, I don't know what they had them chopped down to, but after the extra 25%, ended up being like $12 each. Wow. And there's Great a deal. set of six. Yep. Uh, two of them, the Ric Flair and the Stone Cold Steve Austin, I felt like the they looked very weird to me. I don't know yeah. why. I, th- I think it's because they just haven't nailed down doing like the actual like people's faces because the other four in the set I got. Uh, Macho. Warrior. Ultimate Warrior. Yep. Looks really good. Yeah, he looks cool. (laughs) Undertaker. With the eyes rolled back. It's almost a better representation. You can look at it, but they have the actual picture of it on the back, too, so it looks pretty good. But So you got the Ultimate Warrior. You got the Undertaker with his eyes rolling back in his head. Both look good. Uh, You have Kane. Oh, I like Kane, too. I do, too. With with the old school man. And then, like you said, it's the Macho Man, and it's... That 
that, that is freaking awesome, man. And these are, I mean, they're nice quality bobbleheads. Like you and me collect bobbleheads, so we know just by like the weight and stuff, you can tell it. This is yeah, a quality man, product. That's a good. And I don't know who's, I don't know who makes them. The box is like quite generic. It just it's, says it's, retro bobblehead. It's a white label box, and dude. it's got their picture on the back. But that's it. Yeah, that's um, crazy. But no, I was originally just going to get Macho and Warrior. And I'm like, but they're only twelve but, bucks. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'll fucking get Undertaker too. And then, <laughs> then Kendra, goes, well, Kendra goes, Well, how are you going to display these? And I'm like, Well, I was thinking like on the shelf bag. I don't know. I was thinking about moving all these Brewer bobbleheads over there, and then having this dedicated to wrestling. So, I was, then I was like, Well, I can't have like, because I'm almost thinking like Macho Warrior WrestleMania Seven kind of thing. And then like Undertaker can't be by himself. But I didn't want to pair him with Austin because I thought it looked kind of funny. Yeah. So I was like, I got to get I gotta Kane. Get I got to get Kane. That's got to be Kane. <laughs> Who's coming into the collection? That's got to be Kane. <laughs> so, yeah, for 12 bucks a pop, dude, um, they're probably still on sale uh, with Cyber Monday and all that stuff, I would assume. Oh, I got to tech. Yeah, somebody was just asking me what I wanted for Christmas. So. My wife, uh, she keeps hitting up LJNs for me. We got Whoa, the mouth of South Jimmy, Jimmy Hart, Hart with, with the, the hearts, megaphone. hearts on the megaphone. They don't always have the hearts on the megaphone. Really? Um, I'm going to add this over to the other. This one's a little beat up, but she didn't pay a lot for it. Um, so, so it's a good placeholder. That's for sure. And I'll put it behind you to the stack. I'm going to have to do a big old fig bath because now there's like a good dozen of them over there that are just grimy, dude. 1986 grime on these things, man. How much would it take for you to? Drink the fig bath water. A uh, shot of it. Well, we can talk. <laughs> we can talk because <laughs> I always need more money. Like if your your best bet to get me a, get a low ball offer would be tonight before this razor thing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> with nine with nineteen eighty six in the shot glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a part of my life I'll never want to see again. Actually, um, what else did I? Oh, I had a pre order from Ringside show up too. Dun 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 dun! Adam, the ninth wonder of the world. Oh snap! With Rocco, yes, China from the WrestleMania set. So this is how fast Ringside can get your shit to you. This figure will probably show up on Walmart shelves late March. Wow! It's the WrestleMania Elite set, so sure. that's when they're like pl- Put, putting them out. Yeah. yeah. So the Survivor Series set is just now hitting stores now. Sure. And Ringside had that beginning probably before SummerSlam. That's crazy. Yeah, man. Well, you pay a little bit of a premium, but they bring their shit over on an airplane instead of a boat. You've heard the term slow boat from China. Yep. Uh, Apropos as you're holding the China figure, but. (laughs) (laughs) Different boat. Uh, And then, man, this might be figure of the freaking year right now for me. This is just awesome, dude. Elite 82, Jerry the King Lawler in his, like, 1993 get-up. Is that out in stores or no? No. Okay. Again, this... That'll be the same thing? It'll be later? This actually came out, is going to come out probably a hair... It might be before that, but they're going to be in the same timeline. Maybe I just saw a picture of a guy who got it from ringside, too. Oh, my God, dude. That's a classic. I'm surprised at how good they can get, like, the deco hits on these tights. He's got all those little, like, insignias and stuff. The cape is awesome. Uh, say cape, right? Robe. It's not really a robe. It's more of a cape, right? I would call it a cape. 
Oh, it's amazing, it's a man. King's cake. I cannot maybe, wait oh, to set like that sh- right next to my Bret Hart ringside exclusive. That is really uh, good. King of the Ring. It's going to be uh, fantastic. Yeah, that looks really good. Oh, yeah. I forgot you got the Bret Hart King of the Ring. Oh, man. I was really, really jacked to see that. I and mean, I'm super pumped that it came out as good as it did because they could have. They could have botched that. Yeah. No, that's spot on. Did you see who else is in that set, Adam? Look at the back. What's standing out to you? One of those things is not like the other. Kronkowski. You goddamn right. Wow. (laughs) He comes with a 24-7 title and like a soft goods jacket. Like they went all out on that. He must have like connived that into his contract like oh all right i'll host mania but i want to figure i don't think so i think wwe is probably looking for more crossover yeah you're right you know it benefits them to have him they brought that they brought that to the table i'm sure because they want it more than he probably does probably (laughs) dude probably so yeah that's uh it ended up being because it was you know before today it was going to literally be to those two elites and this jimmy hart right and then these bobbleheads showed up man they are freaking rad for 12 bucks man christmas came early can't beat it yeah the ornaments i got i got like a a let so you know your traditional like glass ball ornaments yep there was a legends six pack which came with uh I think most of those are up. I think the only one I didn't put up was the Warrior because it was just a kind of a crummy looking ornament. But Ric Flair, yeah, Bret Hart, Hot Rod, Undertaker, Piper, Undertaker, Stone Cold. Yeah, so that that's that. And then and then um, even further discounted was like the women's set from 2019 that had uh, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch and Alexa, Alexa Bliss. Bliss. Those were like five bucks for six ornaments. So I was oh like, yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely, I was like, I'm just going to get them to take up space. And then I got this little tiny tree and now I didn't even have room for all the ornaments I got. Cause I also got like the tables, ladders and chairs set the, uh, money, money in, in the, the banks bank. at the top of the tree. I got the Ms. Microphone on the back. Uh, <laughs> what else? There's uh, gotta be at least one more. The broken table, the ladder, Yep. Oh, I got some gingerbread, man. I got Scott oh, yeah. Hall, Vader, and Iron Sheik on there. Yes, you do. It's fucking great. Looks and then we got great. a little luchador mask on the top. It's just it's, it's just the best, man. It's, it's just the best. It's looking real, real festive down here. I know that. It's now time for What You Watching, where we discuss what in the world of professional wrestling we've watched this week. It could be current product, vintage viewing, or anything in between. Nothing is off the table, or ladder, or chair. You know what I'm talking about. I watched a fair amount of shit, Adam, but go ahead. No, you, you, I did last week. You go ahead. Okay. And I'll tell you what, because I watched them too. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, well, let me start out with probably my favorite show I've watched in a long, long time. I thought the NXT last week was fantastic. There were some surprises. Um, we are building to take over War Games. Um, Tony Storm turned heel. Yeah, what the hell? It looked like she was coming down there to uh, assist Ember Moon, and then she instead turns on her, throws her to the pack of wolves that is Candice LeRae and Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai. So you're telling me that the girl that dressed up like the Indy Scream, Hartwell. Okay. She dresses up as Scream, does all the dirty work. She's not even on the damn team. That's exactly what I'm telling you. That's crazy to me. Because you'd rather have Tony time, man. Oh, absolutely. And I guess if you really needed her, like, oh, throw on the damn Scream mask. Come on, help us if we need it. <laughs> yeah. I think she's just going to be in the corner. I don't know. <laughs> She'll be involved. Trust me. Um, 
What else? Oh, Timothy Thatcher tapped to Kushida. Yeah. As Ciampa looked on, I think we're going to get a Thatcher Ciampa match. Definitely getting that. Which is great. Um, Kevin Owens was in on commentary. Commentary, I like that. Substituting for Wade Barrett. And then they even did a KO show, which was the most entertaining KO show I've seen. And it's got to be because Triple H will let him kind of do his thing, right? He's not so produced like he is on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. And it shows. Yeah. He's sitting in there (laughs) with, uh, what's his name? Um, Leon Leon Ruff. Ruff. And Leon Ruff like mentions Gargano or whatever. And he's like, "Oh, geez," and he's like, well, "What? What? What?" And he's like, "Every time someone's on the KO show and they mention somebody's name, that person always comes out almost every, <laughs> every single, single time." time. <laughs> and he like counts down the music, and he was a little off on it, whatever. But yeah. sure enough, Gargano comes out and like he starts talking to me. He's like, "If it wasn't for Damian Priest," and, and Kale's like. Oh, geez. Didn't you hear what I told him? And Priest comes down, and then a little bit later, uh, uh, <laughs> William Regal comes out, and he's like, I forget what he says, but he's like, let me guess, you're going to you're gonna come down here, and you're going to make it a tag team, or a triple threat match, or whatever. And all of a sudden, he comes out, and he's like, he does, he goes, I'm going to make it a triple threat. Playa. <laughs> That's so good, dude. Um, I, oh, I really, really loved that, man. Dexter Loomis is going to take on Cameron Grimes in a strap match. Yeah, bring it back to strap match. Uh, Gargano had another ghost face in the car when he came to pick up Candace. Yeah, that was weird. No, I like that because... Um, remember they never, early they never on... showed him. No, his, early on we right. were thinking it was the same... Person. person but it does make sense that a woman would be getting involved in the woman's, woman's match, match yes and the guy being involved in the guy so i kind of like that um pete dunn defeated kyle o'reilly in a hell of a ladder match now it gets the war games advantage yeah the brand they get the uh, man advantage for war games if there was some fuckery at the end i'm almost i that had to be pat mcafee right that came in in the mask and did that yeah i think so but why wouldn't he unmask then i don't know it was weird. That was the only thing that was weird to me that he did. But when he ran down there, he did that big jump up onto the apron. Yeah. Which is exactly what he does. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it was him. Yeah. And they were he even, didn't unmask? No. I no? never saw him unmask. He never even like came down to celebrate or anything like that. That is funky. But what I really loved about that ladder match is, you know, you've seen enough of the ladder matches now. Um, most of the times the ladder is used as like an offensive weapon. Right. And don't get me wrong, it was here. There yeah. was, by the way, are they making these ladders out? Of, I feel like the ladders themselves, the side rungs, or not rungs, but you know what I'm talking about, the long pieces of wood from the top to the bottom. Yeah. They appear to be metal, but I think they're wood. They crunch like wood. They sound like wood when they crunch. But the, right. but the cross, like rungs, I think are metal. Like they're making these. You can't go buy, for one, go to the, go to the, Home Depot right now and try to buy a ladder that you can walk up both sides on. Right. Like doesn't exist. No, no, that's, that's completely true. So, but I think they have the uh, wood side rail so that they can take these horrific bumps on them and it gives and it cracks and it, yeah, they break. You weren't seeing, you weren't seeing the ladders break in at WrestleMania 10. You no, know what I'm saying? You would see they'd bounce. <laughs> they're, they're still orange. Yeah. Cause that was like a fucking Home Depot ladder right. and it was only like a six footer or something. Yeah, and it was small. Right. Um, but no, what I was going to get at is how many times did they use this ladder like like they were constantly wrapping each other's body parts around and around it like through it. Yeah, submission using style. It as a, or, I like that. Uh, Pete Dunne set it on Kyle O'Reilly's hand and then attempt to climb the yeah. ladder. Yeah. There was a lot of innovation in this match. I agree. 
that man, I, I really, really dug it. I love the whole setup where I hope it doesn't happen, but I could definitely see like Kyle O'Reilly getting kicked out of the undisputed era Ooh. because he's kind of, because he's like, let me get in there. Like kind of, the you week. saw what happened at the last takeover. Like, yeah. And like I could like a see weakest link thing. Like, yeah, you, know, you lost it. For well, us I came up shit. with that whole storyline about Cole and O'Reilly. Oh yeah. You know, I, I feel, I still feel like that could take place somehow. It could. Cause then they could trace it back to the weird looks and yeah. the little, little jabs in the, in their combos. And like O'Reilly insisting that he be the guy that tries yes. to get him the advantage. He, he comes up short and then that ends up costing them at war games or something. It, it's I don't know. weird. Just seeing undisputed areas kind of like the good guys, right? Yeah. Now. You but know. it's the same kind of like cool heel thing it's where eventually you're just going to yeah. be it's, it's what too happens. cool for school. That's right. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I thought good that was NXT. like an A-plus show uh, for yeah, me. Yeah, it was good. And I am super pumped. TakeOver War Games is this Sunday. I think there's another advantage ladder match tonight, maybe for yeah. the women's. Yeah, it's yes. Candace, Candace and uh, I think Ember. Ember. Okay. That would make sense. I, I believe it is. Yeah, I can see that. <clears throat> or Oh, and that was the other thing I really liked. Is at the uh, towards the end where uh, Candace's crew came out holding Io Shirai like they had fucked her like, up in the back. Like, yeah, dude, so good, man. <laughs> that show from top to bottom for me, man. I was like, this thing is hitting on all cylinders. Every match has storyline and implications. The matches themselves were damn good. Yeah, I just it was that was a great show. Oh man, I I loved it. Chess kiss. Mwah. I watched SmackDown somewhat. Holy shit. Um, I was kind of in and out of the room, and I haven't watched in a couple weeks, but I always feel like uh, the first show after a major pay-per-view is like a nice time to hop back in. Yeah. Because in theory, a lot of stuff should have gotten paid off at Survivor Series, so right. now you're kind of like, Shuffling let's see the where, where it goes. Yeah. Um, uh, I didn't, what I saw, I guess, was okay, except for the last segment, which was amazing. The uh, Kevin Owens versus Jay Uso. Yeah, where he's just beating Dude, him with the, the chair. the match was fantastic. And then the <laughs> aftermath, where they keep showing Roman Reigns looking at the monitor and Paul Heyman doing nothing but looking at Roman Reigns. Yeah, like, uh, you going to go out there, man? Kevin Owens is like, this is, I'm the head of this table. Yeah. And he physically takes a chair and sets it at where the head of the announce table would be, and he sits there. Yes. He's like, come on, Roman. <laughs> and then when he doesn't come, he gets he attacks the shit out of Jey Uso. He hit Jey Uso with a chair like 10 times. Yes. Maybe more. Like, he was going well, crazy. Well, that one flurry alone was probably seven. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, dude, that was like. This is your family. Primo stuff. <laughs> I was like, this reminds me of Kevin Steen that I knew and loved. On the Indies and Ring of Honor, and even to a small extent, like in early NXT. NXT. Yeah. Yes, I, Kevin, he was fucking awesome. Oh, Still dude. is. Let's. I, I'll can't wait to see KO versus Roman. Oh, bring it on, man! I hope. Put that. I mean, obviously that's what we're KO. getting to. I just hope that KO doesn't come out looking like a fucking idiot. Oh, that never happens in the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> and then one other thing I was very confused by was the whole. Um, Mysterio family Murphy dynamic. Like they all came out together. Oh, buddy's like down for the crown, dude. But since he, when? Oh, he <laughs> thought he was like trying to bang Ray's daughter. Well, I think he is now. He but Ray's okay with it. Yeah, he turned on Seth and got, See, got. I missed that. Yeah, he turned on Seth and got got uh helped out helped out Ray and them and kind of you know got back on his good graces. So he's he's in. Well, Seth is I think going to be taking some time off soon because I think Becky Lynch is um about to give birth. So I think I think that 
I, I didn't see what happened to Seth, but I'm assuming they kind of wrote him off TV. Yes. Because he was, was he on this last SmackDown at all? Like uh, I said, no, I the one out. before Survivor Series he was, and he <clears throat> sacrificed himself for the greater good and just oh. got himself pinned. And he was like the first guy eliminated at Survivor Series, by the way. Oh, no, that's when he did it. Yeah. That's when he did it. It was at Survivor Series. You're right. Gotcha. Um, Sammy I watched, and uh, Daniel Bryan are fighting for the IC belt. Oh, that's probably going to be really good. I think so. I think that's where they're going. Because, like, Sammy's been That's going to be on SmackDown or the next, like, show? This last one, they did it. Oh, I didn't I think see that. it was, like, mid mid show probably ish um because i definitely saw like early on and then you know you're folding a load of laundry you're yep. fucking doing something and then you Dude, come back same and, with me and all of a sudden ko and jay uso are getting at it and i'm like i'm watching this yeah uh daniel bryan's uh been saying they they need to have a title that they defend every week on tv and that title oh like a tv title Hmm. He said it concept. should be the intercontinentals, what he says. Yeah. And well, then, I agree with that. Yeah, I do too. And Sammy's been doing this thing where he's been like getting count out victories and shit. And that's which I lit. like. And that's what happened this week with Daniel Bryan and him. Sammy got week. a count out victory. Yeah. Good. So I think, I think they'll do something cage or ladder match or something eventually. You know, Sammy Guevara. Ooh. Che Guevara. <laughs> he looks just like him. Yeah, he does. He's got that going that. on. He does. Let's just call him Sammy Guevara. I mean, that's, that name's not taken yet, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. We'll be fine. Um, speaking of that, though, I don't think I watched a blink. Remind me of, Dyn- of Dynamite, because I can't tell you if I watched it or not, and I did not pull up the uh, the rundown. SCU versus uh, Jericho and Hager. Hager. Okay, I, did, I think I did see that. And they had, like, the inner circle around the ring. That was pretty good. Um so then this week it's going to be Kazarian versus Jericho. Nice. Uh, for the first time ever. Winter's coming. War is here. Yes. <laughs> uh, what else happened on that show? Oh, Moxley uh, beat the dog shit out of Kenny to end the show, I believe. Oh, boy. That doesn't bode well for for Moxley then going into tonight because you know how traditional booking goes. Yeah, that's true. You, get, you, get, you lay a guy out. The show before the show, you end up looking at the lights at the at the show. Oh, and uh, Swaggle was in the house at AEW. Yeah, it was like two weeks ago too. How did I miss that? He was. Uh, they found him the next day at, uh, during the Vegas trip with the Inner Circle. Oh my God! I don't know how I missed that. <laughs> this man's doing Impact AEW. Hey man, I love it. We'll be seeing him on Friday. Yeah, ACW Wisconsin baby. Taz choked out Cody. Oh wow! Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I didn't. I fought, oh, man. I was fuck. I wish you would have saw it because at the end, I must have missed it. Okay, Death Triangle. Yep, love him. Is fighting with Eddie and I think the Blade and Butcher maybe, and that makes sense, right? Guess who makes the fucking save? Murder Hawk Lance, Lance Archer. Archer with Jake. <clears throat> so I'm like, dude, I can't do Jake as a good guy. No. So it's weird. So, so Murderhawk wants to fight Eddie. Really? Yeah. I feel like all well you think Death Triangle are baby faces? I think they're, they're feuding tweeners. with Eddie. And- I think they're like tweeners at best. Okay. Yeah, I think they're tweeners <clears throat> at best too. But what the hell is a, I, I thought Murderhawk was full heel. I yeah, I did too. Yeah, the last but he poem came I saw out was really bad too. And uh, Jake was saying weird. Like he came out and was talking his shit again. And I'm like, but you're beating up Eddie, doesn't that? I don't know. So we'll see where that goes this week, eh? 
Did you watch Being the Elite? I did. I'm on it now. This one was only 16 minutes long. I was like, oh, that is fantastic. That is so doable. Sign me up for this. I actually brought some mustard packets. Well, fucking, <laughs> I'd love to know in real time how long that You took. don't think it was? No, no, I do. Oh, oh no, gotcha, because they, they sped it, it yeah, up. They yeah, they sped yeah, it yeah. all up. But yeah, you're right. I, I bet that you was meant, like, like how much they didn't show. And I'm like, no. I think they showed it all. They just sped the shit out of it. I bet it was an hour. Yeah, I bet so too. I bet it was. They, so anyways, if you guys didn't watch it and you're listening to this show, uh, the Being the Elite Championship, which they defend in all these weird manners on the show, is currently held by uh, Silver. Um, John Silver. John Silver. And Mustard boy. <laughs> Johnny Hungy. And so, yes, he's great, by the way. He's so funny. He's very dude. funny. Um, I guess the winner, I guess the belt holder Gets to pick the the thing every week. Okay, yeah, so, I guess so. So um, this week it was basically he he put a bowl at the end of like a really long conference table, and they stood on one side of it, but like back ten feet from that. Yeah, it was, so it was probably far. like twenty feet. It was really far, and they had to throw like the little mustard packets that you would get in catering, mm-hmm. uh, and try to get it in the dish. And it was him against Trent, and like the second or third one was really close. Like bounced no, in Trent, and out, bounced Trent, one yeah. in and out right in the beginning, and they're like. We got to put water in it. So, like, if that happens again, it'll stay in. Yeah. And it goes on for fucking ever. And at a certain point, like, Nick Jackson goes, if one of you guys can get one in in the next five, I'll PayPal you $500. And they brick them all. And then he goes, (laughs) fuck this. We got to get out of here. Like, if one of you guys get in the next two, I'll PayPal you $1,000 right now. (laughs) Fucking John Silver wings one in the the the, bucket. In the the hole. (laughs) And he's like, I finally feel like I really earned this championship. It's <laughs> yeah, just, it's the best championship wrestling right now. Yeah, it's so funny, man. It, it's, it's good, good, good shit. My other favorite part of BTE was because they did the chip challenge yes, last week. I the one chip is when they got yeah, uh, was it Santana Ortiz to eat the yes, they got Ortiz <laughs> to eat the death chip or whatever, and he just stands Noel there, sells it. yeah, just looking at him cold, stone cold. Who was it? It wasn't Private Party. It was. Uh, who it was two? private, was party. it? Yeah. Okay. And uh, and he just keeps looking at him. What? No water, no milk, nothing. He's like, "What is that? It? It's kind of hot. It's kind of yeah. No big deal. I mean, it's hot. They it's thought high. he bought. They got one over on him and whatever. And then yeah, as soon as <laughs> they tell him to get the fuck out of there, his private party walks away. He just runs in the fucking trailer. And he's like, "Fuck!" <laughs> he's like screaming his full <laughs> head off. Yeah, goes right awesome. in the bathroom. <laughs> That's pro wrestling, man. Yeah. No selling it until yeah. they don't see you. That is very um. Uh, impressive. I've never done it. The I've I've just fucked like with the like, hottest wings at Buffalo Wild Wings is like as hot as I've probably gone. Inferno chips and shit like that. I've never messed with it. I've gotten some of those hot sauces from like hot mm. ones and stuff. And God, just, at a certain point, what's the point? I think I have a stomach ulcer that's ruined my life. Really? Well, I I can't. I can, it's just it's, go Gringo Bandito green sauce, bro. I'm almost need. halfway done with my bottle. I got. Oh, I haven't even touched mine since chilly night, but it's so good. Dude, that thing goes, that shit goes on everything. It does. Um, it, I put that shit on everything. They should tagline that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bet I watched something you didn't watch. Go ahead. WWE Network special. You only live once. Oh, no. The Liv Morgan story. I did not. Oh, man. It was really good. Was it? Okay, so I have long touted that WWE Network does some of the best documentaries documentaries you can find, right? Mm-hmm. And what is the benchmark of a good documentary? To me, it is if you take a subject that you're not that interested in 
And if you're and if you watch the documentary and it captivates you, yeah, you that's watch a it fucking to the end. good documentary, man. Yeah, I agree. Like no doubt about it. So I'm like, well, it's only 45 minutes. I'll put it on. I'll give it 15. And if it sucks, I'll move on. I'll move on with my life. Well, it starts out like, um, it basically like starts off at a point and then goes back to like childhood and then like gets back to that point and then a little further. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. a, that's a tried and true formula, right? For sure. So it's kind of starts out with like, um, I can't remember if it was when she like redebuted or when she got drafted to raw or SmackDown, one or the other. And the other two girls didn't in the riot squad. So basically yes. split them up. Yep. Um, so it's like starts there and then, um, it goes back to like childhood. And I was like, and I always like, this is, this is like ignorance on my part, but I look at her and I'm like, Oh, this was just, you know, a hot girl that got into wrestling because she's, she's a hot, hot girl. Yeah. Couldn't be farther from the truth, man. She's like, five or six years old, like completely into the product saying like, this is what I'm going to do. Oh shit. And like worked her way towards it the whole time. They go and show like, um, footage of her tryouts and stuff like that. And, um, dude. And like the positive attitude she has through all this stuff where she gets like split up from the riot squad. And then do you remember the storyline with Lana, how she was like Lana's lover? Yes. So they show one thing on that where, where they, they fuck her around for like 13 weeks, like saying, hey, you're going to be, we're going to use you this week. And then Nothing. two days later, we're not going to use you this week. We're going to use you this week. Two days later, we're not going to. It gets to the point where she is supposed to have like a dark match at Raw, like on main event or whatever. Uh-huh. And um, like 30 seconds before she's supposed to go out for the match with Ember Moon, Michael Hayes comes through the curtain. He goes, we're canceling this match. And they're like, are you serious? They thought he was joking. They're like, you're joking, Michael. He's like, no, I'm not. We're canceling this match. And it turns out, like, Vince wasn't ready for the audience to see Liv Morgan. They, they wanted her to be seen on TV for the first time, not in front of, like, a main event oh. audience. So, like, she totally spun it into a positive. But, like, how discouraging. Right. And she, Just- the whole time, she's, like, changing her look up and, like. I don't know, man, but can you believe like you've been sitting on the shelf for three months and you're about to make your, you know, your reemergence. And I mean, she was in gorilla, like KO yeah. sitting there, Ember's there, like they're ready to come out of the curtain and then and it gets fucking scrapped. And she just took it as a positive. She's like, you know what? They, that means that they, you know, they see bigger things for me or with this, that like mm-hmm. they, they don't want to see, they don't want me to just go out in front of main event audience or whatever. And I don't know, man, but it yeah, was, it's a good way to look at it, but I would recommend it because like I said, uh, a, a subject that you probably don't think you care too much about, you would take something away from it. Yeah. And it was much like all of their stuff. It's so freaking well done, man. I'll check it out. Definitely. Um, anything else you want to hit on there? Otherwise I have a new segment. Yeah. Let's just a, a little segment. brief, just a real brief thing. Uh, we've talked on the show before about a guy I work with, you don't find guys you work with very often that are into pro wrestling. This guy is. He's known to me as Deathmatch Jake. Uh, check him out on Instagram at PuroDad. I'm not exactly sure how to. I think it's P-U-R-O-D-A-D. Okay. Know, he says it in here. But he's going to give us a little um, homework every week, Adam. He's going to recommend a match. Uh, it's not just going to be Deathmatch stuff. Okay. Um, every single week for us. And then we will discuss that match in the... Um, 
we what watch, you watch in segment. What you watch in segment, yeah. Every week, and then we will finish the show pretty much with Jake's, you know, recommendation for the the following week. You ready, sir? Sounds Let's good. See if this uh, goes off without a hitch. Hey guys, this is Pure Dad. Pure Dad. Thanks for tuning in to Dork Side of the Ring podcast with Matt Marbury and Adam Tellison, and this is your match recommendation for the day. This week's match recommendation will be none other than WrestleMania 18's Hulk Hogan vs. The Rock in a match that was made by the fans. In what better year than, well, we, we can't have any fans. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, Dad, to find more content. All right. we will. Uh, I didn't know that one exactly was coming. I like that. But we did discuss it at work the other day. I was like, dude, you know... Um, I was kind of a lapsed fan for a little while there, and like I've not because he re, he said something about that match, and I go, I've seen clips. I've I seen, don't think I've ever seen the full I match. Said, I've never seen the match. And he's like, what? And I'm Perfect. like, there you go, Jake. If you want to throw that on us, throw that on us. So yeah, check out Jake um, at Puro Dad on Instagram. He does a lot of cool little video editing. He's got a lot of indie wrestlers reaching out to him because he for, was doing it kind of for free for a while, uh-huh. and now a couple guys have reached out to him, and, and I'm like, Jake, you're spending like a lot of time on these things. You should at least be getting something for it. So I right. think he's starting to starting to kind of come into his own there. So check him out on Instagram. Nice. You can check our show out on the Twitter, on the Instagram at Dorkside OTR. I am at Matt Marbury. I don't post much, but you know, follow me if you want. I don't care. Adam at DJ Doge. <laughs> we will see you guys next week. Watch some wrestling. Bigger than Jesus, and bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than Jesus, and bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes.